Hello everyone and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I'm your host, Ellie Hope Herringshaw, and I'm glad that you're here today. We are continuing our series on reclaiming identity, and we're going to be hearing from my friend, Claudette Springer. For the last three months, I have been in Honolulu, Hawaii, where I am working on ministry things and just future plans for this podcast and other things like that. And I've met some amazing people while I'm here, and one of those people is Claudette. This woman is a powerhouse of faith and and love for people. I am so inspired by her, and she's really become kind of a spiritual mother to me. And she shares her story in this podcast episode, and I'm so excited to share it with you. There's a phrase here in Hawaii, talk story. This means just shooting the breeze, talking informally, but, but sharing our stories. And that's what you're going to hear in this episode, us talking story. How are you? Hi, Hi, I'm so excited about How this. are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited that we're doing this because you're somebody who has so much wisdom. I consider you a spiritual mother, oh. and you are a fairly new believer. Mm-hmm. But the but what you've done with that is you've like you've lived so many lives, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you've just run with this. Mm-hmm. And so when I was thinking about this series in particular of talking about identity where you have taken on your identity as a child of the king and just, like, ran with it. I love that. I love it so much. So oh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome you. to Hope Reclaimed. Oh, my goodness. Thank and I'm you. so excited that you're here and my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and sort of housemate, too. Yes. So. Yeah. But what I would love to do is, um, yeah, just share with my listeners a little bit about yeah. who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, maybe, like, superficially, mm. and then we'll dive into the deep okay. stuff. Sounds good. So... Born and raised in Honolulu mm-hmm. um, in the 1960s. <laughs> we'll leave the other digit out. Um, no, so, you know, I'm now 53 years old. And, and so I was um, raised, you know, in, in the era of love in the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. right? Um, my mom and dad uh, got a divorce when she was actually pregnant with me oh, wow. um, because dad was having an affair. Um, so he left my brother who was four years old at the time and my mom and me, um, before I was even born. And I mean, that can mess with identity, right? Oh Every birthday. Yeah. There's layers of that. There's layers. Um, so what's important to note is that she's also not from the United States. My mom actually was, she came over to Hawaii from Tahiti when she was 13 and didn't speak any English at all, really. Um, so she was accompanied by her mother and two sisters and so had to, um, really figure out how it worked as a single mom. Right. Mm -hmm. So she was a nurse and, um, mom and and grandmother and aunties all sort of rallied around the family. And so being raised, um, with a very strong mom, um, but who was really not there all the time Mm -hmm. and cause she was working all the time and um, she did what she could in terms of, you know, she left the Catholic faith um, when the Catholic Church, quite frankly, didn't support her when her husband was having an affair. But unfortunately, what she did was she went with the times, and that was, at the time, the Est movement, the New Age movement, was really booming in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, so she um, had us be a part of a um, non-denominational New Age church, which at least had a grounding in prayer. Okay. Um, but let's just say not a grounding in, in much else in terms of scripture. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 
I always somehow knew growing up that I just, I kind of loved God. Like, I don't know what was going on in my little brain, but um, there was something from the very beginning where I just had this innocent desire and knowing that he was almighty. And I didn't know anything really about Jesus yet, or certainly not about Holy Spirit, but I knew about God. So... Were you were you baptized? I was baptized Catholic. Okay, so mm-hmm. you're baptized as an infant, I Correct. assume, yep. in the Catholic Church. Correct. Probably while your mom was going through all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then actually, wow. I was bapt. I went through. Um, I actually became uh, a Catholic again, which brought me ironically to be a born again Christian. Oh man! <laughs> Surprise. Um, uh, so that's part of the story. But okay. Uh, but we're probably getting a little. I know. Ahead, yeah. I know. So. <laughs> So all that to say, um, mom was having a hard time. And so she dated some, a doctor here and there. And she finally landed on this businessman at nine years old, um, asked my mom to marry her and Mm -hmm. him. And, um, that's what happened. We ended up moving from Hawaii to Kaneohe, a big house, went from single, you know, mom and latchkey kids to really having it all. He was quite wealthy. Yeah. Um, having it all in the natural, so you would think. Right. 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 Um, big house, private schools. Um, and probably your mom, because she was working so hard to she provide She saw it you. as a savior. Yeah. Like, she, finally. She admitted, she, yeah. She finally, this is the life that she wanted to give you. A, a relief, right? And, yeah. and at surface level on paper, of course, right? right. That makes sense. Right. He's saying all the right things. So, unfortunately, um, stepfather... Um, uh, sexually abused me for six years from age 10 through 16. And um, wow. I remember clearly one particular time where nobody else was in this house, in our house, and um, he was yelling for me. He was upset about something, and, he, and that usually, he was also physically abusive yeah. and emotionally abusive. And not just to me, he was actually emotionally and verbally abusive to other members of my family, but he was yelling through the house and I hid in my closet Mm -hmm. um, and I remembered a Catholic prayer for some reason. Um, And so I remember praying that and then praying for God to have him not find me, like just hide me. Yeah, wow. And I don't know why he didn't look in my closet but he didn't and didn't find me that day. And so I took that as an immediate like, okay, there is a God for sure. Oh my gosh. He answers prayers. Yeah. He heard mine. There's something to this. And he cares. And he cares. Didn't know oh that gosh. personally at that time, right? right? I must have been again 11 or 12 maybe. Yeah. So oh, I'm so sorry that you went through that. Uh, thank you. Um it's so hard. It's so odd to think back and I have such compassion for, you know, little Claudette, you know, from 10 to 16, um, which is why I have compassion for really men and women who yeah. have also gone through the same thing, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so I found a Bible around that time in the house, and I just remember being really hungry for the red letter words. I liked mm-hmm. them because I knew that this guy Jesus, <laughs> who, you know, was... That w- those were his words, right? There's something about there those was red something letters. about something about his red letters. <laughs> and I remember to this day one particular scripture that stayed 
in my mind was Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 Come to me, all who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and I, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. That scripture stayed with me for years. Wow. And at 16, my amazing cousin, mm-hmm. Michelle, who was three, is three years older than me, born again Christian, okay. had been praying for me for eight years, um, came for a visit. Okay. And she always would talk to me about God, and she would always, you know, be sharing her testimonies, and I would listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't receptive enough at that time. So, she, But what I did do is I disclosed what was happening in the sexual abuse yeah. to her. And brave cousin Michelle um, took it to my grandmother and my two aunties and said, we need to disclose to your mom. So when mom and Bob came back from a trip, um, we disclosed at 16. And uh, one of the hardest things I ever did, but moreover, what was horrible is the response. Because my mom didn't know at the time, you know, it was like the 80s now at this point. And... There was a show at the time called Something About Amelia, where it was mm-hmm. one of the first times where pop culture was actually reflecting um, sexual abuse and oh, wow. what was going on. It was a story about Amelia. Okay. And I was in the dorms at Mid-Pacific Institute in high school, which was another saving grace for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so mom did not respond like you would hope, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually blamed me. Um, didn't want all the the house, the trips, the, you know, yeah. probably to go away. Um, and we've talked about this. Mom and I have definitely healed yeah. um, for definitely some of the elements of this, but not all maybe. Um, so she knows I'm telling this story, but, you know, she did the best that she could at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so now fast forward, you know, high school was like for for most maybe I don't know it was for me it was about partying oh um, I hated high school <laughs> <laughs> and it was not about partying for me <laughs> but I really didn't like it <laughs> I loved it <laughs> I loved it for the ridiculous first of all that it was an escape you know I was yeah I was in theater yeah. and I was oh dorming. I was too yeah it was, well of course of course that's why we get along you did, did you do musicals I did what was okay say like at least one musical. bye bye birdie Oh my god. I was Rosie and Bye Bye Bird. Of course you were. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that that was that and um enter my father back into the picture. My biological, Your biological father. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who I had kept in contact with. He okay. was, you know, yeah. was shared And he well, was on island. On visitation. Island. At this time he actually moved to Hawaii Island. Okay. Um and I have two amazing half sisters. Okay. Um and he was um, a police officer. So yeah. I only ever knew uh, sort of a stepfather or that kind of a father figure as someone who hurt me. Right. So to take this to my real father yeah. and have that image be completely redeemed, quite honestly, uh, was empowering and amazing because wow. he got angry for me. Um, and he, hmm. 
you know, he offered to take care of the situation in any way, shape, or form, which yeah. theoretically sounds great, but, um, you know, that's not the right thing to do. I don't know what was <laughs> what was in my character at the time, but I literally remember saying to Dad, who quite frankly said, do you want me to have him hurt? Oh, wow. You know, local style. I mean, somebody yeah. hurts your baby girl. This is... like. It was legit. And he could probably make that happen. He could have probably made that happen for sure. And I actually said no. No. Was this um, like right after? This I, was, this I was 17. Happened. I was right after I oh disclosed. Oh I said no. Anything that he's ever done, I believed in karma at the time, will come back. Yeah. Um, and I said, wow. I just feel like that's not my responsibility. Hmm. Um, so would you have said at that time that you forgave him? No. Okay. Definitely not. Okay. Not at that time. Um, and, you know, and here's the most important part, right? Like the building of character and the knowledge that God was absolutely in it the whole time with yeah. me. Um, I look back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was God. Right. Sending Michelle, having the, the, the Bible and the red yeah. letter words. And well, it's all seeds. It's, it's, it's all seeds. Seeds and then watering and like, uh, amen. the Lord knows what he's doing. Oh. And nothing in, like nothing like that goes unused by God. Yeah. And that's he's the gonna most. He's going to use all exactly. of it. And that's the most important part that I really want to yeah. share with you right, right? is <laughs> is this is not about um what happened and no because although horrible um i've had many sozos girl yeah <laughs> you know but although like inner horrible, heal, inner, inner he- healing for, for those people that don't yes know, yeah. inner healing ministry yeah. um and you know and it shaped he god took what the enemy absolutely meant for evil turned it yes. on its head and shaped me now and we'll get to that the best part right which is that whole redeemed that's my favorite part is but but we but it is important to set it up like sometimes life sucks well it sucks pretty bad yeah Um, and you're not even like you're at this point in the story you're only 17 correct and and i know that after that there was also a lot of hard stuff yeah it got really dark um because i didn't know where to put any of that like mom blaming me how do i deal with that right you're a kid um so I actually internalized it and I was actually really believe it or not like even though I was in theater I was very much a social introvert oh yeah so um I I internalized everything yeah and I wrote I wrote poems I wrote you know whatever it was you know my my little heart's desire you know journaled a lot but it wasn't enough and Mm -hmm. so I got to dark places and at age 13 at age 19 and at age 24, I tried to commit suicide. Wow. And um, now I think back on, you know, other friends who are God for sure put in my path. The timing was crazy to divert the choice, divert the thought to take more of these pills, you know. Yeah. Because um, most of the time it was a thought I was going to make a plan. I was making a plan, and then it was intercepted. And um, yeah, at 19, I got into. I went from musical theater to actually writing my own songs, mm-hmm. and so I joined a rock band. Of course you did. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> and um, married um, a musician um, mm-hmm. at like 24, and 
enter, you know, all the other things, the culmination of the New Age movement, seeking, you know, doing drugs. Um, I preferred tequila to hard drugs, but I did a lot of, you know, with the lifestyle. Yeah, it was around you. It was around me, and I was, yeah, I was in, I was definitely engaging with all of it. It was before my daughter came along, of course. But, you know, I, I just always knew that there was more. I always knew. And that was the seeking part, right? Like, you know, looking for something that yeah. was, um, well, it was an imposter. Right? Yeah. Completely yeah. an imposter. Um, you were seeing the counterfeit. Counterfeit. And my husband at the time um, didn't believe in anything. Um, I believed hardly in prayer, even at the time. Okay. Definitely in angels. Um, did you see any? I probably did or thought I did. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Right? I do yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, me too. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? There's sometimes where I'm like, oh, yeah, there's like, there's, there, there's there's been times where I've been praying for people and I'm like, oh, I just want to let you know there's like three angels oh, right behind you right this. now. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't get that specific. I just oh, know. No, like there's, that's beautiful. No, there's sometimes where I'm like very certain oh. and it's not, it's not, it's very, it's weird. I mean, if people, maybe you guys think that I'm crazy. I love this but topic. No, it's real though because there. Yeah, there's sometimes I'll just like see the like the essence of something. Yep. In my mind's eye, you know, it's not necessarily physical, but I know it's like three presence. I get or, it. Or something like that. That I get. And, like a light then, actually even flickers. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And then it's the same thing. It's the same thing with um, with demons too. Like I yep. will have that. You see that? You just well. those. Mm-hmm. Wow. Of yep. course. But. The, the, God's so good because he he has trusted me with that too yeah you know he knows that and so I need to I need to also trust yeah. <laughs> that like this this gift is something that it, it's not it doesn't have to scare me and I know what to do with it which yeah. is to give it to the Lord Amen. and then it can help direct me how to pray oh so goodness. so that's a that's a topic that's an for another gift. time I didn't know that that's that, great it doesn't happen all the time but it's really cool when it does I love it it's really cool so anyway, I, yeah. I don't know where we were. That was fascinating. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so you were talking about your um, your ex husband, and he didn't believe in anything. Yeah, and right. and you and you did. You believed in. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent believed in prayer. Yeah, and definitely seeking. Definitely believed in God. Did you know what you were like? What you were praying to, or were you, was just like I believe I'm praying in God. to this? Okay, I definitely believe. I I also use the term the universe. You yeah, know, blah yeah. blah blah. But I moreover again for some reason. He planted the seed within me that yeah. I knew who he was as a child That's and so growing amazing. up. It's him. And and then he gave you instances too that even if you didn't remember them when yeah. you were praying to, you know, quote the universe. Right. You had these experiences with something bigger. Oh my goodness. Which then gave you tools to be able to use that yeah. moving forward, I think. That's that's probably why I love talking to seekers now. Because I yeah. get where they were and are yeah. and where they're going to be. Because let me tell you something, girl. <laughs> you talk to any of my friends mm-hmm. back then and one, they would they don't recognize me. Yeah. You know, in a good way, right? Yeah. They've never seen me happier, they've never seen me more joyful, they've never seen me actually healthier. Yeah. Um only God could have done what he's, he's done to my life. Only God could yeah. have done that. One. And that's what I never forget that, right? Yeah. So um, my daughter 
uh, who is now 26. Um, you know, she was, is the love of our life. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I did divorce her father 18 years ago. Okay. Um, that was actually a really amicable yeah. You know, relations. There was no adultery. There was no anything like that, mm-hmm. ridiculousness like that. We tried really, really hard. I think for me, you know, out of honor, by the way, respect for him, he knows that I'm sharing this yeah. story. Um, he's happily remarried, mm-hmm. you know. So I just think for me, I wanted something more mm-hmm. for my life. I knew there was something more. I wanted to travel. I wanted to have a home. I wanted to... I believe that I could do anything. I, mm-hmm. I was raising money for nonprofit organizations at the time. I was, you know, I just believed that there was something more. Yeah. And, and he... And you were also not a believer, so you were also I was seeking not. Correct. something more. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, you know, he made the conscious choice to not want any of that. Yeah. So, you know, we tried a lo- for four years and um, decided to part... Uh, my daughter Amber was very young, um, but I feel like we did a really good job doing yeah. the 50-50 custody, you know? Good. Put her first. Because um, that can be excruciating for, yeah. for you know, the, the, the spouses, but then also for the children, too. Oh, so. exactly. 100% yeah. for, the, for the child. And that was, she was and is our priority. Mm-hmm. That's um, wonderful. And he's also a pretty wonderful man. Yeah. Peter is a wonderful man, a wonderful father, and... Um, so he made it really easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's great to hear. We don't hear a lot of those kind of yeah, <laughs> breakups on I was this very podcast. Lucky. No, I, <laughs> so... I, I, I'm very, very blessed. Really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and though at um, age 16, Amber um, got pregnant. She got pregnant. And um, at the time, again, I was not a believer. I was actually um, demonstrating, doing marches for women to choose, um, have the right to choose. Mm-hmm. I was an advocate, um, even raised money for pro-choice mm-hmm. um, through our music. Yeah. And so when she got pregnant, my go-to was like, well, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. This is another time where God absolutely intervene in huge ways and that is we were doing the ultrasound and it was just amber and myself with the doctor and found out how far along she actually was doctor left the room and this pro-choice woman um mom said to her i just know the presence of god now looking back i know it came upon me because Mm -hmm. i stopped and i just Something in me knew, everything in me knew that it was it would be wrong, completely wrong. And I said, Amber, this child has a right to be born. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And we both, you know, had goosebumps and cried. And um, she said, I agree. So, wow. you know, didn't know what the heck we were going to do, but it didn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So promptly called up her godparents, uh, my best friend, Pam, and who had already adopted a, a, a girl, a little girl, four years before. Um, so obviously she believes in adoption. Mm-hmm. And um, Pam is always the, the, the wise one um, in our family. And <laughs> we need those. We need those. <laughs> we need and, those. And Pam at the time was not a believer. 
Okay. Wow. And here's what she said. Could you guys just pray on this? Because wow. she also believed that the child had a right to be born. Yeah. And she said, and I'm going to do the same. Let's talk again tomorrow. Well, unbeknownst to us, to us being Amber, of course, and her father, Peter, uh, my ex-husband, um, Pam had talked to her husband, Brian, and was already considering adopting another child, but thought, well, she used these words, if God wants it to happen, then it'll happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she said, actually, she said, God, the universe, right? Yes, yes. Um, and she called us the next day and said, Amber, I want you to consider this. Hmm. Um, we would like to adopt your unborn child. And we all did that. We all cried. Yeah. And now let me tell you something. Peter, non-believer, doesn't believe in God. He's an atheist. Yeah. yeah. In the car. He already knew that we were going to be praying about a solution. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Th- so yeah. all these yeah. options were very and she's 16 weighty. And... and she's 16. Yeah. She was not going to. Yeah. She didn't want to. Yeah. So... Peter is realizing all of those things that I just said and said, holy crap. Can I say that? (laughs) Yeah, you can say that. (laughs) Holy poop. Um, Probably something stronger than that at the time. Yeah. Uh, um, (laughs) Yeah, don't say the other thing. Yeah, I won't. I won't. (laughs) Huh. This prayer thing works. Oh, my word. He knew. Yeah. He knew. He knew. When we got off the, the phone with Pam. And even his mother, who is also atheist, said, hmm. Claudette, you know, I don't really subscribe. She's from Vermont. It's Claudette, you know, I don't really subscribe to this kind of thing, but I do believe that your prayers work. No kidding. Yeah. And so Because they do. Because they do. Because you're not talking to just the universe. You're, you're talking, talking to the to, creator of the universe. You're talking to a father. A father God. Who cares for you. Yeah. And he, he's lavishing you with good gifts. I mean, I know that now. Yeah. Right? Amazing. Yeah. So Aaliyah was born on August 4th, 2010. Crazy. Um, She is now nine years old. She has a big sister. They live now in Atlanta. And um, we see them all the time. That's amazing. And um, it's the most healthy situation. Yeah. And Amber was able to graduate from college. Oh, man, that's so, it's unreal. And have a life. Yeah. And not, um, and, and do something with it. Yeah. But, you know, as the enemy likes to prowl um, and wants to steal, kill, and destroy, mm-hmm. um, still not knowing the Lord at that point, the, the very, when we got back from, um, California, where Aaliyah was born. My father had um, colon cancer, which had spread to the lungs, and he had been dealing with it for five years. And I had been thinking also that I was going to move to Texas. So within a six-month span, what happened was my daughter, I saw my daughter, I was in the room when she gave birth. She's 16 years old and then had to give up the child, although a beautiful gift from yes, God. Yeah. It's still a loss within That's a few months. Absolutely. And then yeah. my father died um, wow. a couple months later, 
and then I broke up with this very significant relationship and it was dark. I got dark again. And my cousin Michelle um, was now living here um, and still praying for me um, with her family. She was here. And um, this was the breakthrough. This moment I'm about to share with you. I'll never forget it. I was in my room. My dad had just passed. I was literally in a fetal position on my bed and thinking really dark thoughts again. Yeah. You know? Um, And I felt darkness pull me down, pull me down, physically pull me down, and therefore my body went more into a fetal position. And then audibly, audibly, no one else was in the house at the time, I heard the word enough and I knew it was God saying enough and I felt a hand from heaven now I know what it was physically pull me out of that fetal position (laughs) physically physically like my hand was literally being pulled yeah and, and and I was standing up now yeah and I was like what is happening right now yeah and (laughs) <laughs> I love I'm, that you just like have to laugh because it's like uh, that was I would so say real. a real encounter yeah um and it's a physical audible encounter with God correct yeah so the first thing I had inspirational thought to do was to call Michelle and awesome. so I called Michelle my pastor yeah. cousin yeah youth pastor her and her husband are youth pastors and she's a worship leader and I said something just happened she knew I was dark. I wasn't answering the yeah. phone. I wasn't answering the okay. door. And she knew all the stuff she that's knew going everything. on in your life, too. And I said, something just happened. I told her what just happened. I said, tell me more about God. <laughs> She's like, okay. She goes, you want supernatural, Claudette? Yeah. Let me tell you about my supernatural God. She took me <laughs> to the beach. She told me all about scripture and how it's alive. Mm. I mean, I know I want to cry right now because it was just so... How he pursues us. Yeah. How he spoke to her Mm -hmm. all those years. And how her prayers were answered. So, seven years ago... (laughs) Seven years ago. It took a little bit for me to get to that point. Yeah, and seven years ago, next month, I'll be seven years old in the Lord. Come on. Um, she baptized me in Lanikai Beach um, in the ocean with her husband. Absolutely, I'll never forget when she, of course, did Bible study, you know, when I first came to the Lord, I was so hungry. And um, she said that I was given a gift of faith. I had an outpouring and totally got struck, fire, literally on fire yeah. physically. Like she couldn't touch me um, when we had a prayer session. Wow. And she prayed for me. Um, I was like a furnace, and I remember the moment where I received a gift of faith, and I was on fire for God and hungry for God. The the like till this day, you're and- still there. <laughs> it's no, it's more like you are like more on fire. I love him. This so This little light much. of mine, like no girl, it you ain't are- a little light of <laughs> yeah. mine. He's you're a burning so good. furnace. <laughs> I, I asked her questions. I asked them questions. I, I, I mean, yeah. You were just, and you were so hungry. So hungry. Because you had been a seeker for all this time. Yeah. 
And then finally you're like, this is what I've been seeking. And, and, and so the whole thing about that was pushed back for me in my seeking was that God equaled religion. And I right. had the revelation that though that can happen, God yes. can certainly come through and be uh, and have his presence be known within religion. Um, that wasn't his heart. His heart was for me to know him. And so like all a of a friend, sudden, a like friend, a, like a person, <laughs> I didn't know any of the language before. And all I knew is there was a Trinity. Yeah. Uh, all I knew is I liked the red letter words even more. <laughs> yeah. So I just read them over and over and over. Yeah. And I dove in. I, I, I went on YouTube. I found Graham Cook. I found Todd White. I found Bethel. I found, you know, just all of these wonderful churches, but I couldn't find anything here. And then I finally ended up in a church that moved in the prophetic, moved in supernatural, moved in yeah. giftings, but moreover, moved in Holy Spirit. Blue Water Mission, absolutely. I have wonderful mentors. Yeah. I'm being discipled. I'm just so grateful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what that means to me and what's fascinating is um, I wrote music and songs about, you know, romance and love before when I was in a rock band mm-hmm. about even getting high. And now I'm literally writing worship songs about getting high on Holy Spirit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the love not? of God yes. or, you know, I mean, whatever it is that he wants to share his heart. You know, or a testimony can be given. You know, those are the songs that I want to write for the church, yes. right? With our church. And, um, yeah, and then just dove into prophetic ministry in my church. Yeah. And dove into inner healing ministry, which I'm a minister of. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Inner so-so ministry. And I, I just, wherever the Lord has me, that's where I'll be. Yeah. Straight up. I'm 100%. In love with Jesus. Yeah, you're sold out. I am sold out. And that's, I think, the difference is I keep saying to myself, like, you know, yeah, I have my own mind, will, and emotions, but, like, what do I know? I didn't really get it right for X amount of years. So why wouldn't I take everything in my life to God? Now I know he wants to have a relationship and engage and have my own um, and have me walk things out on my own, right. but with him. Right. Um, but that's, I think, the difference now in my life is I'm remembering what it feels like to be in love for the first time with him every day, one. And the other thing is, the key is, it is a relationship. Yeah. And so surrendering and to talk to him and to yeah. be in his presence and yeah. to be in his word and to be in community and just to listen and obey, but also to yeah just be in in relationship with him it's number one for me oh my gosh i love that so who is who is claudette wow i'm a daughter of a king girl yeah you are (laughs) i mean what does that mean oh it means that i literally have his dna running through my blood jesus christ is king overall and so what that means is that the kingdom is here for all of us. I'm part of that. I'm part of a family. You and I are part of his family. We're yeah. daughters of our king. And it's accessible to anyone. You know, it's his love, that blood, that family 
mm-hmm. is for all of us, for everyone. And that's what he wants. The yeah. family of God. He wants that. How do you live that out? Oh my goodness. You know, I think... No, I don't think. I know. Um, it sounds kind of trite, but this is what the day looks like when I wake up. It's, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, yes. It, it definitely is. So it's mm. as simple as that. But you know what? How I personally do it also, how I walk it out, and it's really important to me, is spending time with him. Like yeah. having that be the most important thing. So right. that has to include nothing. his word. Yep. Yeah. That has to include being in community. Yeah. You know? Um, honestly, worship, I just could worship him and really do like morning, noon, and night. Like, yeah, you and me both. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> We're worshipers. We're worshipers. And, and it can be as simple as you don't have to be a singer. That's what I'm talking no, about. No, You can be going on a hike and you say, wow, yes. thank you, Lord. Oh, my gosh. You can be surfing. Thank you, Lord. Yes. So that's what, and this is also a bit of a side tangent. Uh, I'm full of these today, apparently. But I've had nothing... I've had no place that is so much evoking praise in me like I have in Hawaii. Wow. Where every, like, I sit by the ocean, I go, you know, I go surfing, whatever it is, looking at the mountains. I cannot help but just, like... God, you're so good. Like you're so beautiful and it's beautiful. Um, Glad you get it. <laughs> but but it's it's also I think um I've I've made myself open to that. Mm-hmm. And I see that you've also done that. Yeah. Because we because we do have that personal connection with him, that personal relationship. Yeah. And then he's he reminds us that these are these are the gifts he's given us. Yeah. The ocean and the flowers and yeah. Yes, the the snow in Minnesota as yes. well. It can be a gift from the Lord, but um, but I think just understanding and having that awareness that that is actually a gift from yeah. Him, and then having <clears throat> that evoke praise, and that can also be worship in the classic sense of, of music, yep. of having yeah. um, an emotional response in worship is like mm-hmm. it's also it's it's also praise. It's also Thanksgiving. You know what it is for me too. Uh, it's I'm shameless in it, and I don't care who sees me. Yeah, exactly. It's being uninhibited. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I'm worshiping in church or wor- yeah. wherever I might be, like if I'm feeling grateful, if I'm feeling I want to just give it all to him and just say, you did this. Yeah. You got, not just you got me through, right? Because <laughs> there can be a lifetime of thank you, Lord, for those for things that he got me through. Me through. Yeah. Um, but it's just the little things too, you know, like, thank you Lord for this day. Thank you Lord that I have a, a roof over my head. Yeah. I have a job. I have a beautiful family and my, I, my health. I mean, yeah. so all of those things, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a matter of discerning, you know, yeah. when my own mind, will, and emotions is getting in the way of what his will for me might be, yeah. then I just know I need to back up and spend more time with him hmm. and just instead listen to what he might have to say about right, the whole scenario. Right. Well, what I'm hearing you say is that you you know who you are because you know who God is. And you yeah. had you had a true encounter with him. Yeah. And got to know his red letters, you got to know his word. Yeah. You got to know 
the creator of the universe and then you were able to see yourself yeah. in that light. And I think that that really is the key that we can't just slap this thing on ourselves like, I'm a daughter of a king. That's yeah. great, but do you know the king? Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you see the king and you see that he actually cares for us, oh which he does, and he's given you all these instances of intimacy yeah. and of care and actually like literally saving you. Yeah. That you, you have these, you have all these testimonies and mm-hmm. then you can see yourself as that daughter. Oh. So I think it really does have to come first with, and then, and then you have to remind yourself too, by spending time with him, yeah. by worshiping, yeah. um, because we do have to kind of stoke our soul sometimes yeah. to the reality it's, of who he is. It's really true. I mean, <clears throat> when I used to hear my, um, cousins speak about things like that, you know, I was like, I don't get it, but you know, it's, it's very much like when you are in love you know, with your husband or wife, yeah. right? It's very much like that. Like, you just have, you're just in love. Like, yeah. I, I'm in so in love with him. I often think of, you did that for us? Wow. I mean, that's love. Yeah. <laughs> and you, And then you came back. Yeah. <laughs> and then you... What? You know, I mean, it's yeah. just, and then, and then, and then, like all these instances of love. Yeah. Our father, I mean, is so good and so faithful. And I, yeah, I don't say those things because let me tell you, raised in a very humility driven family and mm-hmm. culture, like saying I'm a daughter of a king, I mean, I don't say that lightly. Like, no. I'm not saying that for pride's sake. I'm saying that, like, I'm owning it because that's who he says I am. Right. Um, and that's what the word of God says, right? We're children of God. Isn't that crazy? It's, we're a family. You're my sister. Yeah. You know, um, everyone who's listening, we're, we're connected by God who loves us. You know, whether you know God or not, you absolutely have seen him, felt him, heard him through another who does Mm. know him. And because so, he wants to make himself known. Yep. Like, God, God is not hiding. Nope. And I'm so he, glad he's not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he, he, really, he really is not playing hide-and-go-seek with us. Can I tell you something cool? Please. Pam, mm-hmm. whom we love, and Brian, who adopted Aaliyah. Uh, within this last year, she came to the Lord. Praise God. She came to the Lord. Lord. And so guess what she's doing? She's also spreading that word. She's giving her testimony. She's seeking more of him. Yeah. um, And through the word and through going to church. And I mean, it's baby steps, but it's so beautiful. And now I'm on the phone with my best friend from college. You know, we were talking 20 plus years, 27 years ago. And you guys were in very different spots. Very different. At her, that point. Her boyfriend at the time, now husband, was the drummer to my, um, to our band. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We were, Okay. it, it was all, yeah. you know, our crew. Yeah. So that she has come to the Lord is also a prayer answered. But do you see how the Lord has our number? Mm-hmm. He absolutely knew what was going to happen. Yeah. He does. Um, and now, does. and by the way, Aaliyah knows Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Aaliyah, baby Aaliyah knows Jesus. She oh has her own my Bible. Gosh. 
she's asking all the right questions you know I'm trying to sew into that and so is Amber who by the way also came to Jesus (laughs) and brought her fiance to Jesus you know, the so ripple effects the of ripple this. effect Man. and the joy. It's a family. It's beautiful. It's joy. It's a love, and a life. Yeah, that's unlike anything I would have ever experienced before. It really is. Yeah, you know. Um, and what I love about your story too is that you have, you know, you 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 had this conversion, which was like so sudden and like crazy it was a crazy experience yeah but you you once were blind and now you see yes like you you have that kind of thing that kind of testimony that was I was living blind and now I see who Jesus is and it has changed everything and I feel like I'm just so excited to know what else he has like Mm -hmm. to just to know more about him his character I just I'm going into his word even deeper now, you know, and so much truth is being revealed. I've never seen like some of the stories in the Bible, you know, read them over and over, the Old Testament especially, but more is being revealed. I just, it's a, it's a, a fountain of, it's, it's a never ending well of his love. That's what I want to say. It's just, it's, it it really is, you know? So what would you say to the Claudette that was sitting in despair. Oh my goodness, right? That was feeling the hopelessness. Wow, what a good question. I think that's really easy to say now because I actually said it to somebody who was considering suicide recently. And that is, um, you think that this moment, these emotions are everything, but they're just emotions that this moment will change. Hmm. Um, And just wait for that hope. Just wait. Just There is hope on the other side of that. Just wait for that moment. That moment will change. Those emotions are not Hmm. um, reality. They're just emotions. Um, And by the way, God has the answer for you. He He is the living hope. He is just... Let the moment pass. Wait another day. Yeah. Wake up the next day. Reach out again, right? Know that I am here. This is what I said to this person. I am here for you. So what I would have said to Claudette is, um, at that time, oh, hope is eternal. One, that feels really true for me to say. Yeah. Um, you're going to give birth to um, an amazing daughter. You're going to bring people to the Lord. You're going to be in an inner healing ministry that saves, heals, and delivers people out of bondage. You're going to write worship music that will touch a heart. Even for the one, it'll touch a heart that maybe they'll, like me, I heard a, um, a Crystal Lewis album, you know, when I was first <laughs> seeking, and it changed me. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what's this? You know, so... Things will change. Yeah. You've got a hope and a future. Mm-hmm. I would say that because that's, as soon as I came to the Lord, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven started appearing everywhere. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was about. Hope and a future. That was the promise. 
For not, I know the plans I have for you. Yes, for correct. Life. Plans to prosper you, not yes. to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Yes. It's actually God's plans for us is not to harm us. So it's not. No. His that's, plans are that, not. That is a lie from yeah. the pit of hell. Yeah. That's the suffering quote suffering that the yeah. Lord brings to us. That's a, that's a lie. That's, that's a lie. not. That's not our God. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that that's a lie that when that that believers will often put on um, that are going through suffering. Yeah. And so you, you maybe that wasn't a lie that you experienced because you weren't a believer at the time. But I can see, I, I see that as. Um, a lot of believers asking God, why is this happening? Or, you know, mm. why did you, why, why is this? <laughs> yeah. Why is this happening? But then saying, Oh God, God has a reason for it. And no, I don't believe that. I think mm. God creates the reason hmm. from it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Not for oh it. And I love that. And I think wow. that that's, that's, that's really the, for me, the real difference. But the other thing I think about is we, we often do think of good and evil, you know, um, yeah. that God is good and the devil is evil, but it isn't a battle uh, at all in that way. And I also feel like we anthropomorphize God. Hmm. We place and project human emotions upon him, that he gets angry. And, um, you know, he definitely has emotions, Holy Spirit, but yeah. I feel like we project the negative, like the anger, the the retribution the, the, the wrath the wrath yeah the wrath there you go God. thank you and what i've learned is that is not the case at all yeah that no matter what i did by me saying i'm yours jesus <laughs> in those moments where i gave myself to him and went under the water with him mm-hmm. and came back up come on he said no 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 that's washed and done yes Exactly. You are a new creation now. Exactly. Um, I mean, I just feel like we can't even really fathom sometimes that love. Yeah. And and the love that Jesus poured out for us on the cross, oh. which was to actually take on the wrath of God. Yeah. Because he became sin. Yeah. Sin was something that was... that that. God hates sin, right? He hates it because it brings division between us and him and us and ourselves and us and other people. So sin always hurts. So then when Jesus, when Jesus became sin, God poured out all of his wrath on Jesus and he poured all of his wrath on, on the sin. And then when that sin went into the grave, so did God's wrath. Yeah. I believe that. I believe, I believe that, that all too. of his all of his wrath is gone. It is washed away and it is in the grave. And when he came back out, that's we don't have to deal with that anymore. We don't have to we don't have to live under the wrath of God. We live in the freedom and the love. <laughs> it's it really is that simplicity though yeah, exactly. is what moves me and drives me. Yeah. It it it's always going back to that. Mm-hmm. Like what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And I never, I've, you know, this, this Christian life has been something I grew up in. And I like, I don't remember a time when I didn't hear from God. Oh. I really, I really don't. And, but I never want that to get trite. Yeah. <laughs> I never want the cross to get like vanilla. Mm. I want it to be rich and, yep. and because it's everything. 
It is. Everything. You know, it's everything. We have to yeah. just thank God for grace all the Amen. time. Amen. <laughs> yeah. That's Amen. so amazing. Man, you're, <laughs> we've, we've been talking for a while. Okay. <laughs> and oh. I feel like we could just, man. You and I, I both don't know. could talk for Well, we have. For hours. <laughs> we have talked for hours. Who are we kidding? But I'm just so grateful to be your sister in, oh. in the Lord. And um, Same here with you. Especially for your perspective of how you've taken your identity and you've, you've heard the, the subtle, some, sometimes the subtle whisper of the Holy Spirit, but then also the like, let's go. I'm going to actually lift you up yeah. out of this pit. Yep. And that's the God that we serve. Amen. And, and listeners, that is the, that is the God that is available for you today too. So if you're an unbeliever and you have, um, you don't know this God, you can actually pray that right now. Mm-hmm. You can pray and you can say, God, I want to know you. And that is available and and free. It's mm-hmm. a free gift. You do not have to like puff yourself up to be something amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can actually just receive this free gift of God's grace. Mm-hmm. And, and if you do that, then mm-hmm. call a friend that mm-hmm. you know has been praying for you. Um, and if you don't have that friend, my email is in the show notes and please reach out to me. Claudette, I am just so grateful for you and for your perspective. Um, and especially going into your seventh year of being a believer. Yay. <laughs> Seven's a holy number, girl. Let's go. It. Let's do it. Thank you for being a part of the Hope Reclaimed podcast. Oh, thank you. And, it's been an um, honor and a pleasure. Yeah. So, so good. Love you, dear. Thank you guys so much for listening. Isn't Claudette just amazing? I am so inspired by her and just who she is. I think she's amazing. But if you are needing some support yourself, if you are a woman who is going through a divorce or still healing from one, I have a non-support group support group that I call, that I call it, group of women that meet regularly and we just process healing. We talk about what we're going through and then what God is doing in the midst of it. If you're interested in being a part of that, you can reach out to me and I'd be happy to sign you up and give you some more information. If you're interested in partnering with this podcast and this ministry, you can do that on my Patreon page and all of that information is found in my show notes. I'm so glad that you guys are here today. Remember, there is healing, there is redemption in Jesus, and there is always hope. Because remember, hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.